0: Hello, nerds. We're back. Another interview for the faction champs. This time, I'm here with the Daylo. Mr. Shane himself. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you going?
0: Yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, I'm putting these interviews out, and quite quite enjoying it. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to uh, members of my family, and you know, hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll get to get to be face to face to play this uh, you know, the most illustrious event in the Australian Magic community's uh, agenda for the year the faction champs yeah. so like i said i'm here with you uh this is going to be your floor i want to know when did you join the faction notable finishes in magic to tell, tell me about you know what's going on in your magic well put it in parentheses career yeah, uh, yeah. are you playing much how are you feeling about formats how are you feeling about your crimson vow your
1: highlander floor's yours dude start from the top and work your way down so magic career it's, it's it's a long-spanning thing that goes I could talk for a very very long time on this topic it's uh it's 20 plus years what sort of stuff do you want to know where, where are we what are we looking at
0: <laughs> like your finishes you know uh, any interesting stories that you want to play like uh, you know like your pro tours your Grand Prix your RPTq top eights that kind of stuff like tell us your power tell us your strength show me how good you are I want to know why people should think that you uh, gonna, I'm gonna win this tournament because I know that you were the first winner actually you were number numero uno, yes. the first man to get his name engraved on the illustrious faction shield so yeah yeah, yeah. I called
1: call that I called that shot going into that tournament so I was pretty confident there <laughs> um but yeah in terms of my best finishes i I had an incredibly strong 2009 2010 era. But all started with me not playing Magic at all. I'd been, I'd stopped for about five years. Um, and then in 2009, I was traveling around Europe and I was um, breaking up from my mates for a little bit. They were heading to a wedding, which uh, I didn't know the people were getting married, so I was off to do my own thing. Um, jumped on Google and decided to look up Magic Grand prix, And there happened to be one in Prague a week later. Um, and I was, where was I? I was in Germany. So I made my way to Prague, um, played in a Grand Prix there, 2,200 people, and I lost a winning in for top eight. So that was really out of nowhere. That was a limited GP. Um, funny story, going into day two, cracked open a booster um, for, the, for the draft, It was it was M10 draft, I think it was. Okay. And uh, and yeah, opened a Chandra planeswalker. Um I, I I I'd actually never seen a Planeswalker before in my life, so I didn't actually know what it did. So it looked pretty good. It had some good uh, good text on it. So I I took it, and um, went about my draft. Finished it up and uh, went and spoke to a judge. And I said, um, what does this do? And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, how does this card work? I've never seen one of these before. And he's like. You're in day two of the Grand Prix. I'm like, yep, <laughs> uh, and he went on to explain it to me. So, so that was an interesting experience, and uh, and yeah, a, I think it won me a couple of matches. I had a Bane Slayer in the same deck, so that was pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, that sort of whole process got me back into into Magic in that at that time period, which was a, a lot of fun. Traveling around Europe and playing Magic was, it was just awesome.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I've only done a little bit of traveling travelling with magic, but a little of my time was, was in Europe and Spain and yep. it was extremely memorable. Uh, yeah. Absolutely loved that time of my life. But like I said, yours was in two
1: thousand and nine, two thousand
0: and ten. Yep. Yeah. So what about the last twelve years? I know that you guys have had you, you had pretty good success in the team events and I believe did you compete in a couple of the PTQ PTQ systems?
1: I, I did, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um I never actually got to plan a, a solo RPTQ. Uh, PTq um, I had a couple of really high PPTq finishes but um, ne- never took it out um, I didn't get to plan that many of them just with having kids and, and a lot going on um, so it was like two or three a season um, mostly the limited ones just because I'm, I'm a limited junkie just can't get enough so so yeah, yeah that was cool. that, that that was my my more recent so, so it sort of I went Going back to that 09 or 10 period, I played a a crap ton in that time, qualified for several pro tours, only managed to get to one with traveling process, the process and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then by 2011-ish, I was back in Australia, starting new jobs and that sort of stuff and and sort of fell out of magic again, um, only to get back into it in in sort of 2015, 2016, um, which is sort of... When I started going to um, Preston and met met the whole faction crew, and yeah, that's sure. that's when I go into the P B two Q C sort of that sort of stuff. But but yeah, never as competitively as I wanted to with having a young family sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine. It's uh, I haven't I haven't experienced that yet. And I've, mm. You know, it I'm takes sure up a lot of time. It's, it's, it's very hard to say. I need an entire day. Twice like every weekend to play magic, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can imagine it, yeah. would, it would never be the same, mm, for sure.
0: But, but uh, so you you touched on it there, you said you're a, a limited drunkie. Uh, yes. I'd love to pick your brain about Crimson Vow, about this uh, draft format that we'll be doing. So, uh, we've got uh, one round of three rounds of drafts in the before the top eight, and then I believe the top eight is another Crimson Vow draft. Uh, we haven't established that yet, but we're presuming that it is. But, yeah, that,
1: that's, that's our... William and I are discussing that, but that's our current plan with the way that sure. um, the, the formats are sort of shaping out and the way that the cards are being released at the moment.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay, so we've got a bit of clarification on that. So we've got... Let's say we've got two drafts of Crimson Vow. Talk to me about uh, your experiences with Crimson Vow, what you think, uh, any... Either little golden nuggets or you can keep that to yourself as well as like I said you're a bit of a you're a bit of a limited junkie, so Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: C- Crimson Vow would be a great format without some of these ridiculous rares. Um I, I still think it's a pretty good format. But yeah, it wouldn't take much to to make it like an all star format and that would be not so many ridiculous bombs in it. But um in terms of that, uh, I I can play any of the color pairs. I, I know the format very very well. I, I hammered it out on Arena. Arena just being such a an easy way to do a quick get a quick draft in and and learn format. It's uh, yeah, it really sort of sticks with me that that way of playing Magic. So, um, yeah, I mean I, I, I could I could talk for hours on on Vow as well, but inter it'd be very in depth and that I don't have any like sort of probably secret tech I, I I'd be pretty confident I know how a draft is going to go in almost or any point um, in terms of what's going to be available and, and sort of reading it so pretty confident there um, and yeah I, I, I like my chances I' I'm, I'm assuming I'm, well, I'm not assuming but I'm I'm hoping for a three0 but if I, if I go if I go worse than two one I'd be very disappointed
0: yeah I think I think you are back in there uh, you've always been considered one of the one of the more headline limited players, you've always got a good head on your shoulders when it comes to you know, understanding draft formats. And like you said, being a junkie just means that you inherently put more time into thinking about limited and playing limited, which yeah. I think in these formats, in this in this tournament specifically, rewards you a lot more than it would, say, a large field. Yeah. Uh, especially with the, the split format. You know, you've got uh, some people in the format, you know, Masters of Highlander and not so much limited. And I think that... Uh, this format the way that it's laid out definitely favors the latter which is obviously the limited portion
1: yeah although just getting into the top eight you want to be good at Highlander you got four rounds of it and oh you two. need both
0: absolutely so, that's, that's the next well that's the next uh, yeah. the next question on the block is talk to me about your Highlander where are you in Highlander what's your uh, what's you go to there how are you feeling about that?
1: I think I'm, I'm stronger than I've been going into previous highlighted tournaments we've had, um, just in sort of my knowledge and, and just uh, where I'm at with it. I am um, I'm, I'm not I, I don't hammer it out anywhere near as much as half the guys in, in the faction at the moment, um, but I still get in games here and there, and uh, I've actually learned a lot about the format um, just from the small amount I have played. Um, luckily, with Constructed, it's never been a case where I've had to play it infinite to, to I can generally pick up a format and sort of work it out enough to be competent in it. Um, it, it in the case where I do hammer it out I can actually get pretty good but uh, yeah <laughs> I don't have the uh, patience for that especially when it comes to constructed. Um, but in terms of Highlander uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident where I'm at at the moment and um, hopefully I get some favorable matchups. I'm hoping for something like a 3-1 which then I can lean on my limited to to get me over the line get me into that top eight.
0: Yeah, for sure. Love it. I think uh, you did quite well uh, at the champs in Highlander, correct? Of the, the last one?
1: Uh, the Invitational, I think I went 2-2. Um, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I was very, very unlucky not to get the 3-1. Um, Cards didn't fall my way in in the winning in, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I, I felt like I was going to win a match, and then I just didn't hit... <laughs> In about the top seven or eight cards I didn't hit something I needed to finish it off and uh, and lost. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's no, that's sorry the way to, d- sorry to sorry to drink that memory. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, magic has a way of doing that too, and it's just the way the game goes sometimes and you just live with it and
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it batters and bruises you and makes you stronger, I guess. Uh, so going into this so going into this tournament you're obviously uh I I, I perceive you to be one of the stronger drafters and, and obviously you you've I think that it's an interesting spot and I'll just touch on it quickly. I think that having a limited mind is quite good. for are going into a Highlander format because singleton formats, uh, obviously come up, you come up with a lot more different scenarios. I think you see those scenarios a little bit more, yeah. uh, when it comes to limited. So being able to you know, have that mental, I guess, uh, mental experience of being able to work through murky waters when it comes to the singleton format of Highlander matches, yeah. um, is better to have. So I think that, yeah, you're definitely on the upper end. I mean, like we said, you're the, uh, you're the first champion and you're know, going, going for the repeat, which is, there's only three of you doing it. Actually, I think well, there's only two of us doing it because Dan's retired. So uh, Dan's retired. Well, I didn't know, I didn't know that. But so there's between, the races between you and Rob. So. Who, um, yeah, who can
1: get the first, yeah. Uh, who can get the first one, down, the, sorry, the first person to get two. So, yeah. But, but so, Rob would be extra special because it would be back to back.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be that would be sick actually um all the more reason to stop him so who's a dark horse to win it do you think you're going to win it do you think somebody else's prep this year is it uh is it someone else's time is it Kyle's time what's your prediction for the winner
1: um sorry to say Kyle it's not it's not you I mean I'm, I don't always, I always back myself into win these things um yeah, I don't I it. think I've top- eight every every chance we've had or made I think I've made top four in all three of them so um, yeah, definitely pretty happy with the way where I am going into it, but in terms of Smokies, it's hard to say. I mean, we don't know how much people are playing. Um, there's a lot of guys hammering Highlander, but I worry about their limited abilities with this. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I can't, like, I, I would sort of say Hoodie, but, you know, he finds a way to lose these things, <laughs> and he doesn't practice half as much as he, he should. He, he doesn't practice at all, so... There's only so much, only so much uh, your previous magic knowledge can get you without actually playing it a little bit. Uh, I will,
0: I will forever remember the the invitational after he three would with a very good blue red blue red deck from um, Cal Time, and talking to his children about how he's going to bring the trophy home on the over the phone in front of everybody just casually and confident and then not only did the wheels fall off the gas the gas punctured, the fucking car blew up yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh, it quite uh, quite your just desserts but uh, we have to have you beating somebody in the finals so who are you uh, to, to be you honest to action? be honest
1: I'm terrified of Rob Rob's Rob's yeah. a limited genius as well and if, if Rob gets into that top 8 he's he's played a hell of a lot of this uh Vow format um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. sure he was Mythic on, on Arena um, maybe maybe even over two months so yeah he he'd be a big big chance um I don't think Dogen's played as much as he would have but again he's a limited powerhouse when he when he gets going so so maybe a couple of those guys dogan also has a, a big habit of beating me in these uh in these faction events so he, he was the one that beat me when uh in the Invitational I was talking about when uh, I couldn't find a card in the top seven. That was Dogan that got me, and he also got me in the last champs, So, yeah, not, not wouldn't be too happy to play against Dogan again just because of uh, the way things have gone previously. Sure. So, well, right, we're well, going to put you down versus Rob with you to win it. I'm just
0: doing a, a slight recording. Who's getting ninth? I think there's only one answer, but I'll see if you can get to it. Uh, Hoodie. <laughs> okay, that's the, other, that's the other answer I'll accept. Uh, the other one was Kyle, but that's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and, uh, uh, who's absolutely. your who's your uh, so who's your grudge match? It sounds like it's Dogan.
1: Uh, yeah, probably, probably not for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, he's been he's been one of my my end bosses, I guess, in terms of me getting stuck in these events. He's, yeah, I think in the um in Champs Two, he got me, knocked me out of that one in the top four. So, or the, no, it would have been the top six in that. I think we had a top six event. So that was a bit weird that one. But yeah.
0: Yeah, but I'll go with Dogen. Yeah, I, I really like those answers. I think Rob and Dogen, like I said, there are a few Smokies. They fly under the radar, and, and like I said, Rob's done a hell of a lot of this. So looking forward to get, getting his, uh, picking his brain and seeing where he sits in regards to it all because uh, he, he also brings some wacky shit to Highlander. So that could either be a boon or a curse, depending on...
1: Yeah, yeah I think it'll be a curse
0: to be honest. I, I, he goes a bit overboard. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but you know, Highland is one of those formats that uh, fortune can reward the bold. Mm. But uh, yeah, we'll see with with uh, Rob. Well, that's really that's that's everything we've got. Oh it's pretty short. It's pretty sweet. Um, obviously, you're extremely confident going in. I think that's. Probably well deserved. Is there anything else you wanna say about the, the tournament, you know, organising it, the team? Um no, going forward,
1: like, what shit do you wanna give? Well I put it I basically have organized this event entirely myself and um well not entirely myself, but in terms of getting the venue and, and organizing the what what we're doing. Um but everyone's been sort of great at, at communicating and doing everything they can. So it's it's they make run organising these things one of the easiest tufts I have um, in terms of you know, just communication and letting me know where they're at with, um, can they come? I mean I think we had a record like sixteen or seventeen people confirmed after like half a day. It was it was mental. So just a big props to everyone in the faction. Um, you you guys make running these things so easy, and uh, and hoodie and I love you for it, and that's and that's why we keep doing it just because it's an absolute blast, and uh, and you guys are also good good to us. So yeah. I can't wait to, uh, to see everyone and, and sit down and battle.
0: Wise words from the man that organised it all and uh, maybe our first uh, repeat winner, we'll have to see. But, uh, I'll be back with another interview you know, in a couple of days' time, but really appreciate your time, Shane. And, um, yeah, good luck in the tournament.
1: Cheers, mate, and uh, enjoy your time in Canberra.
0: Thank you and bye, Kyle.